Bidzy Small Business Society number 181. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Beresoff. We talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about what it takes to succeed as a small business owner. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society. Hey guys, quick message to let you know I've teamed up with Audible and I wanted to give you the opportunity to try their platform free for 30 days. And along with that 30-day free trial is a free audiobook download from a library of over 180,000 titles. I recently listened to Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek and you'll find other audiobooks from great entrepreneurs like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Robert Kiyosaki, as well as tons of other nonfiction and fiction authors. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash bidsy, B-I-D-S-Y. Try it free for 30 days. There's no obligation. You've got nothing to lose and a free audiobook download to gain. That's at audibletrial.com forward slash bidsy. Bidsy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. With me today is Kim Doyle. Kim is the founder of The WordPress Chick, a business and brand that helps people increase conversions and generate leads through WordPress. Kim is inspiring people to just show up and do business as only we can do through myriad content like her podcast, her blog, and other tools and resources that are sure to help you day-to-day in your small business. And seriously, one of the nicest and fastest moving WordPress sites I've ever seen. That's thewpchick.com. Welcome, Kim. Thanks for taking the time today. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Absolutely, Rob. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm super excited to be here. God, what projects am I working on? It's more like, what am I not? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I actually, so, you know, it's funny because I, when I started, I did WordPress sites. We still do that. I've got a team with me now, but really I am kind of uh, th- this content fanatic lately. And so I've got another podcast that I've launched with a friend that we're rebranding it. It's going to be, I don't know when this is going to air, but it's hustlefree.net. Um, and so I've got some courses on the WordPress chick. I'm going to do a podcast course. So I just, I love the teaching and training piece of it. And as opposed to the code and development side of things. <laughs> yeah. Not as glamorous, obviously getting in there and coding in just a dark home office, right? <laughs> Yeah, totally. And I just like, I started my business thinking I was going to be like an ebook info marketer millionaire, right? And it doesn't work that way, but um, never had a desire to do code and I sort of fell into it. Now, take us back, Kim. What did you see as an opportunity to launch a business that really helps people with their businesses? You know, the funny thing is, Rob, is it was sort of accidental, although not to get esoteric on your listeners, but I don't really believe in accidents per se, but <laughs> I had gone to um, a wealth expo in San Francisco in 2006, and it was a real estate wealth expo before the crash. Um, I had spent most of my life in retail management, which we all know that that's no quality of life, um, but 
in 2003, I had lost my husband in a car accident. And so, you know, working 67 hours a week outside of the house, I had two small kids and I was kind of on this mission. So this wealth expo, I went to, and I went to this little offshoot classroom and it was on internet marketing. And there was a guy who was like, yeah, I'm making like eight or $9,000 a month with these holiday eBooks. And I was like, what? <laughs> let me <laughs> and in. <laughs> let me in. And I just, I was one of those, like when I commuted for work, I was totally the uh, Nightingale Conant, like the tape queen girl, like when they were cassette tapes in cars, right? I listened to books on tape. I was always into sort of that motivational, inspirational. And I had listened to a it was how to build your speaking empire. I was a speech major in college for a while. So it's kind of fun that I have a podcast now, but, um, and it was Mark Victor Hansen, one of the chicken soup for the soul guys. He had this huge, he had done this big event. And so I bought the CDs from the event. I didn't go, but, and there was another, uh, info marketer on there who talked about internet marketing. And so it's like all these puzzle pieces started fitting together. And I just knew there was a better way to live my life. You know, I, like I've always been entrepreneurial. I owned and operated a retail scrapbook store. Like in 1998, I've done contract recruiting. So I always knew there was something else I was supposed to do with my life. And then I, I found this whole internet marketing thing and I'm like, I'm going to make this work. I am, you know, I had firsthand life is too short. Tomorrow is promised to nobody. And I was just committed. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. And when you're talking about retail management and no quality of life, you're speaking my language. I actually did it for 10 years myself, Kim. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And it's like, and you kind of fall into it, right? Like it's not something anybody decides I'm going to go into this. And, and whether it was store management, I did district manager. It's just, it's no life. <laughs> yep. It's definitely tough. You bet. Now you've cracked that code to some degree and you're enjoying some success, Kim, but it likely wasn't always that way. Tell us what was your biggest challenge in business or otherwise, but what sticks out in your mind as your biggest challenge? And here we're looking for some actionable steps that you took to really embrace and overcome that challenge. Yeah. So the biggest challenge that I see still happening today with a lot of people, um, and this is human nature more than anything, but it's promoting yourself. You have to be willing to stand out there and have a voice and put your stuff out to the world. I would be creating content. I would be going about my business, but I never wanted to feel smarmy. I never wanted to feel you know pushy. At the same time, if you're creating something of value, then you're not, you know, it's sort of like you're doing that disservice to people. And people say this in, in books and stuff all the time that, you know, you owe it to people to, to sell them your services. Well, regardless of how you look at it, you know, just, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and there are going to be trolls and there's going to be haters, but more often than not, you're going to get way more people that appreciate. As soon as I started sharing the journey from simply what I was doing and what I was learning, things completely shifted for me. And I would just, I hit a point, which is why I launched the podcast. I would, I just wanted more fun. I was tired of it. I'm like, I'm going to show up as myself. <laughs> I'm going to do my own thing. And it really worked. And the other thing, Rob, I'll tell you that this is the best tangible advice I can give anybody that you can implement immediately. I have totally gone back to fundamentals and I know this is not exciting, but I hired a Facebook ad agency uh, at the end of last year, beginning of January. It was a big investment, but it was, I, I got the investment back. Mind you, I didn't, cause I don't spend, you know, $5,000 a month on ads, but it was something I had this podcasting done for you service. So I was willing, it was a kind of a high ticket item. And so I was willing to do it. The beauty of it is that it was Jason Hornung and what he does, he has such a mastery of direct response marketing and copy and those basic fundamentals. So I've kind of gone backwards. And like one of the things I've started implementing is a daily email. And a lot of people think, oh, daily email is too much. It's not. I have gotten more results in the last two months from daily emails. And it's a simple format. I follow uh, Ben Settle, 
bensettle.com. Love him. He's hysterical. He's not everyone's cup of tea, but this methodology, it's taught me more about my writing. It's, it's, I've, I've started looking at copy. I, I do more editing. I do. So, so understanding copy, email marketing, SEO, you know, conversion numbers, all of those are so much more important than tactics. Social media is huge, but you have to pay attention to what's working. You know, podcasting, webinars, there's all these different things you can do. But if you understand fundamentals, like I'm reading books about copywriting that were written like in the 60s and 70s, right? So like way back when, but these are time-tested methodologies and strategies at work. And so it's like, The best thing anybody can pick something, whether it's email marketing, content creation, I can create content like no one's business now because I stick with it and, but do something small every day. Like I just wrote a blog post and it was a 30 minutes a day habit that has changed my business and my life. And it's literally getting that daily email out. It's the practice of doing it and the consistency of follow through. It's, it's, I am floored. All of everything has gone up. My traffic, my income, my affiliate income, it's all gone up because I implemented one thing and I just stuck with it. Awesome. And I think I have a burning question. I'm sure the Small Business Society does too. Is there a format to that daily email? Is it a certain amount of words? Is there a minimum or a maximum that you're looking at? Like how much work and commitment are you putting into this every day? Um, I can usually knock them out in 15 to 20 minutes now. So the, the format, yeah. And what I would recommend to anybody, and I do not get an affiliate commission from this. He doesn't have a program. But if you subscribe to bensettle.com, just subscribe to his list. Watch how he emails. And I'm going to tell you, he, his, he, people either love him or hate him. And I just think because he calls out the trolls all the time, which I think is funny, but it's, it's a simple (laughs) format. So what I do is it's a story format with one link. So like, here's a quick example today. I sent out an email and I was sharing some friends of mine, uh, Carrie Dills, Rebecca, they were doing a big, um, SEO bootcamp in January. So I'm like, yeah, I'll share that with you for you guys. So nobody wants to do SEO. It's not glamorous, but like going back to the fundamentals, it's like, yeah, but if you do it right, all this effort you're putting into content is going to do its job for you. So anyways, we're doing this bootcamp. So I thought, okay, a friend of mine yesterday had shared a story with me about a woman in a private Facebook group for a course, right? And it was a webinar course who was just really frustrated that I'm tired of spending all day on the computer. I am tired of buying one course to find out I needed to buy five more pieces of software. I'm tired of buying software to find out I need 10 more points of checklist to integrate with what I need. You know, it was a really frustrated, I'm sick of this. And and her point was, I'm, I'm frustrated that I've I spent 10 weeks doing this and have nothing to show for it. Okay, so to me, that was beautiful content for the email. So the subject line was, um, a friend shared this with me yesterday, dot, 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 true story. So I talk about, you know, the fact that we all hit this frustration point, and I kind of went through this story, and I shared the the, the text from this, this conversation, nobody's name or anything, um, and I, I kind of looked at it from both sides. On one hand, I can completely relate to this person's frustration. On the other hand, who says 10 weeks is enough time to have a business? Like seriously, right? So, so at what point, so there is this disconnect with online marketing and online businesses at the same time, it was a course on webinars. It's not the course creator's responsibility to make sure you understand internet marketing. So at what point, you know, there, there is such a disconnect that people think that it's going to happen quickly. Like when I had a scrapbook store, it, it took us, you know, and you were talking about 10 cent stickers and paper. Like it took a while to get profitable, right? Not to mention having to get rent and all those other things. So my, so th- that was the whole, so what I did was I talked, I, I took it from there and said, and it was kind of this whole spin on you know, if you're in this for the long haul, you do it right. One of those ways that you do it right is through SEO. 
And I said, I don't like SEO. I think I've been doing it right. I get a green dot from Yoast and I think I'm good to go. But <laughs> but it's more than that, right? And so that was the email. I tell a story. I share the empathy, the pain points, because I can guarantee you people on my list related to that. I am frustrated. I've done this, 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 and this. I keep signing up for free trials of software. And I know I'm going to get stuck in them and I don't have time to use them. So all of those things. And so again, and I tied it back because this message of mastering fun fundamentals and the consistent small action has been this running theme for me now for a few months. So the email style, it's simple. And sometimes I will do something humorous. I'll pull in a song title or I did one where I was stuck and I was like, I need to write a post. What am I going to write about? And I was stuck. So what popped into my head, this says a lot about me probably, is that scene from the movie, A Christmas Story, where the little kid sticks his tongue on the flagpole and he's like, stuck, (laughs) stuck, right? So then I went and found a gif of that exact scene and so I pulled in some humor and I talked about being stuck and then I simply shared the journey of, okay, then I went and looked at, you know, co-schedule and I found out which content had been shared. So, and then it's one link. So it's the story and it has to be in your own voice. Like Ben is super, he's, he's very sarcastic, but it's also, if you simply pay attention to the style, like I subscribed to him for a good year before I bought his email players. It's a paid physical newsletter. I get it's 97 bucks a month, but I get it in the mail. I love it. I friggin' love it because I can write in it and I can, you know, I'm one of those, like, I just, like I buy Amazon Kindle and I buy the physical book. Amazon loves me. Yeah. Just looking uh, for that, uh, that package, just that uh, it's Christmas every time it comes, right? <laughs> It totally is. So my suggestion is the email thing, because what it's done is now I pay more attention to headlines. And, you know, I use a couple different tools for testing headlines. And I have sworn upside down every way sideways that I'm not good at copy and I don't like it, but I'm getting validation that my effort is paying off. And like I was floored, I was looking at my my traffic. Now, Active Campaign is who I use. My Active Campaign is like the fifth traffic source now for me. So what does that tell you? You know, my engagement, my open rates, the click, everything is working. And it's not always a link to something for sale, right? So sometimes it's a link to an article or I'll share a case study on resharing an old post and what happened when I did it and why I did it. And so sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're more thought provoking, but it's the practice of doing it every day that has blown me away. Awesome. Awesome. Great actionable stuff. And uh, for bensettle.com, we'll be sure to include that link uh, in your show notes page so uh, the Small Business Society can have that resource at their fingertips. Thanks for that. Now, let's talk about your rewards, Kim. Why is it so great to be Kim Doyle? (laughs) Well, I'm sitting here just having a fun conversation talking about myself at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't have to do my hair or makeup today, so that's like a bonus. Um, You know, anybody who has spent any time commuting in the Bay Area knows that there's a reason you want to work from home. But, you know, it's the quality of my life. And, you know, I've done the big things, Rob, like I was in a quote-unquote high-ticket mastermind for a couple of years. I had some amazing adventures. Like I raced Ferraris. We went ziplining in Hawaii. Like I did some really cool stuff. I connected with great people. But you get to the other side of that because I think there is a shift with internet marketing as well. I think people see through things. There's always going to be a market for the person who's hungry for the money, right? And But I think with, with social media and I always give the example of Brene Brown, right? Uh, Shame research or her TED Talks went viral. There's a reason she went so huge. People are craving that honest, vulnerable, exposed, I'm not the only one, right? So I think there is a shift in that. 
But what I love is the fact that, you know, I can have lunch with a friend tomorrow. I can go get a massage Friday. Like I rarely schedule calls on Mondays or Fridays. Those are my days to myself. I get to create. I've got friends all over the world. I stayed with a friend in Scotland a few years ago who I connected with like eight years ago online. So it's just, it has totally opened my eyes to what's possible. Not to mention, you know, I've got, uh, my kids are now 19 and 15. My 19 year old is in film school and she has her own podcast clients now. Like she doesn't have a quote unquote job. They believe that, and I'm not knocking jobs if if that's what people do, but I'm guessing with a small business society, <laughs> everybody wants out. <laughs> probably, probably have a few entrepreneurial bones, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but for them to see like, it, it's just, you can create whatever you want. And so, you know, I, for a long time, I was just driven. I want six figures a month. I haven't hit it, but my income is almost doubled every year. But then I shifted because I also got to the point that, you know, okay, the income was growing, but so were the expenses. And so it's like, all right, what, what matters to you, what's important. And I've always said from day one, it's freedom. It's the quality of my life. So, you know, I like to take a nap in the middle of the afternoon. I like to float in the pool in the summer. So it's being able to have those experiences and spend time with people I care about. Like the quality of my life is really, really good. Talking about the Brene Browns, talking about the Kim Doyles, you need to speak in that authentic voice. That's what you're talking about, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Now, we've been talking about it throughout. What's been most effective, though, in really engaging with and growing your audience? And I want you to help the up-and-coming entrepreneur understand what it takes to really gain some traction in a crowded and noisy marketing and social media landscape, Kim. For me, it was a podcast. And so if I go back and, you know, where I said I was a speech major, I gave a speech at my high school graduation. Clearly, there's a bent in me that always wanted to do this. So it was something that it, and it, it feels so contrary because I know that there's, you know, I was going to write a blog post that was like the 10 ways you can write seven things that'll give you five actionable strategies that'll get you a third, <laughs> like, like these listicles, right? And it gets overwhelming. Like, don't tell me I have to do anything. I, I totally go into resistance. So for, for anybody listening, if you don't want to do a podcast, don't. If you love video, friggin' run with video. But you gotta, and this again sounds very, you know, counterintuitive or maybe esoteric, but it's like you gotta detach from the outcome. Any time that I have done something because I wanted to make money from it, it's flopped. When I do something because I want to provide value and contribute and and just be myself, it blows up. Like it's when I show up to do coaching or whatever. I mean, that blew me away when I did that. And and so each of those things, you have to be willing to one, stick with it. Like I did not know WordPress at all when I registered the WordPress chick, which is now the WP chick. WordPress kindly let me know. After a few years, I couldn't use it. I didn't know. <laughs> but but you know, it was like, I loved it and I just stuck with it. I, I fell in love with the platform. I liked the name. I knew it was a good brand and I just stuck with it. So it's one of those things that to, to, to find your way in this noisy place, you have to be yourself. You have to use your own language. You know, when people read my content, if they listen to the podcast, they can hear my voice because I write the way I talk. I, I you know, grew up, went to high school in the eighties. I use the word totally like it's going on a style. People know what I'm how I'm inferring things when I write, if they listen to me. And because I can show up genuinely as myself through the podcast, then, you know, I've gotten web clients, coaching clients, the relationships. I don't know about you, Rob, but bar none, it's sometimes it's the intangible that you can't quite put that, that blows you away. The relationships that I've gotten from the podcast have blown my mind completely in the connections and people that I call friends now, you know, so it's one of those things. The only way to stand out in a noisy space 
is to is to be yourself. And I know that sounds, I, I don't know, so trite. The other thing is be willing to do the work. And I don't mean work hard and that whole mantra because I don't know if you've seen it. This other podcast we're doing, The Hustle Free, we have a hashtag. It's called F the Hustle. And we actually have merchandise <laughs> that says F the Hustle on it because it's, it's do you know who James Altucher is? Of course. Yes, absolutely. Okay, He's got a couple right. of great podcasts out there. <laughs> yeah. So love, love his books and stuff, right? And he calls it hustle porn because that's what it is. There's, there is this massive hustle, do the effing work. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> I've been working my tail off for the last, you know, I've raised my kids by myself. I've started a business. Stop screaming at me to work harder. And it's, it's when I step back and say, okay, I'm willing to, here's a great example. The, the hustle free podcast was called freedom papers. Now it's freedom papers podcast, which totally made sense to us. We've gotten awesome downloads. It's, but, but we stepped back and I thought this doesn't tell anything about what it's about, you know? So sometimes those brilliant ideas just aren't. However, the content is resonating. We're going to be launching a, a physical publication next year from it, but we had to step back. So literally, Rob, I got this book. It's called, um, hello, my name is awesome. And it's a branding book. So I'm going through and I'm doing the brain dumps. Okay. What are 10 words that we associated with this, right? Hustle free. Then you go and you research and you drill deeper from those things. So the stuff that I used to think, oh, this is a good name. Cause sometimes clever isn't better than clear, you know? So it's taking the time to do that or to step back and say, okay, so I want to redo a course. I'm going to drill down. I'm going to start, you know, building the audience first. Like we did this, we launched the physical newspaper. Nobody bought, I mean, the print publication we wanted to mail, nobody bought it. Well, we didn't build the audience. We were taking for granted that we had audiences on our individual brands. It's like, you know what? We know how to do this. And it was just, we got excited. We took imperfect action, which I'll tell you beats no action any day. We ran with it. We launched it. It was doing well. And we said, all right, we need to create value. We need to build the minimum viable audience. We need to connect with people. And so you have to be willing to do those things. I, again, I don't know what it is with online business that people think, well, I should be making five figures in three months. I've been, you know, that millennial content. entitlement, right? <laughs> I'm telling you it's, you know, and it's like, you look at like, I'm, I'm assuming you're a fan of Dan Norris too. You know, he talks about, you know, his latest book, Create or Hate, was brilliant. And he talks about the fact that he wrote, I don't know, 300 posts. So did Chris Brogan. These guys were like prolific creators in the early days, and it took them a long time to get traction. So he launched WP Curve with zero paid traffic because he created content. So it's, you got to be willing to stick with it. And, you know, and sometimes you'll see results, sometimes you won't, but I used to give up quickly. I won't say quickly, but you know, if I launched a product before, I'd be like, "Oh, I only sold five. Eh, didn't instead of going, okay, I sold five. What worked? What didn't work? Now let's course correct." Absolutely, it's a test, right? Those iterations, love it. Love the insights. I love that you're telling us to create that authentic value, and a paycheck is going to just be a necessary byproduct of that, right, Kim? Absolutely. You know, and sometimes it's big, sometimes it's little, and I always joke that there's you've got the marathon and you got the sprint. Right. So there are things you can do for sprint money and there's things you can do for marathon money, but you have to be able to balance it out. Yep, for sure. Yeah, just uh, I I love the hustle, but I like to balance it with things like the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. You know, just find a nice, uh, healthy balance between the two. Just pull uh, some of those valuable insights from both sides. Right. 
Well, absolutely. And again, at the end of the day, it's like, no, you don't miss your kid's party so you can go work. Like you show up for your kid, you know? So there, there is that life is to be lived. And, and so this idea that you have to sacrifice any quality of, it's so, it's so old. I get it, but nobody was on their deathbed, right? The death of Ivan Illich where he said, what if my life's been wrong? Can you imagine that (laughs) thought on your deathbed? Who wants to have that? Yep. Absolutely love it. Great stuff, Kim. Now, uh, let's shift a little bit here. In your opinion, what is going to be the dominant social media platform in, say, the next 12 to 24 months and why? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, I. it's funny because, I, I mean, I've been on – I refuse to, to do anything on Snapchat other than stupid photos of myself with my sister. But, um, And that's only because I just don't have the bandwidth. You know, Facebook is still dominant. I, I think video is – you know, live video seems to just keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, Twitter, I know you can do live video. I haven't done any on either. Um, but you know, I do, I do stuff on Instagram too. I would love to tell you my gut says Facebook, but that's just because that's where I spend most time. And also because it seems they continue to dominate. They they see stuff that works and then he goes in, you know, it was like, look at what happened, Periscope and Meerkat. And all of a sudden blab, which is no longer Facebook says, Hey, we're going to do live video. We want to keep our customers here. So they keep iterating and adding new things. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all a user experience, right? Like I'm surprised Google plus still exists. I, I share there because it's Google. Um, you know, I get traffic from Twitter, but yet I spend most of my time on Facebook. So I think because Facebook continues and, and here's the other thing, there may be millennials saying Facebook, nobody uses Facebook. Well, you know, that's a six of one because it's where your audience is. Yep. I think they've done a great job in responding to what's happening out there in the social media marketplace, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Now let's talk about this. Which influencers do you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration, Kim? You know, it's it, it's totally shifted. I started my podcast because of Pat, Pat Flynn, um, and I just loved his. And I actually had him on the show earlier this year, so that was really oh, fun. Oh, wow, congrats! Yeah, yeah, it was great for his uh, "Let It Will It Fly" book. And um, so, you know, I think Rob, I, I don't know if I'm dating myself, but you know, as I get older and I find a balance, it, it's more about like there isn't a whole lot of education that I need anymore when it comes to internet marketing per se, like. Like I'm going to do an SEO course by Rebecca Gill of Web Savvy Marketing because I know I need to take that skill to the next level. So I would I, I I don't follow a ton of influencers anymore to be honest with you. And it's not that I don't subscribe to them. Still love Pat what he's doing, um, but I kind of go where I need to learn something, right? So like when I hired the Facebook ad agency, it was like, look, I want to dial my ads in or Ben Settle, and I'm mastering this email marketing. So I tend to follow more like Danielle Laporte who you know, pulls in sort of the spirituality with, she has built this massive empire now, you know, so I tend to go more towards where I'm personally resonating. And because at this point in my life, I get more accomplished with less hustle. I just do when I trust myself and I'm like, what's my intention behind this? Why do I want to be doing this? You know, the right people show up. And so Danielle Laporte, I'm trying to think what podcast do I listen to? I still listen to Pat's podcast. Oh, I like, um, Ryan Moran. Uh, Freedom Fastlane, I think is his podcast, like Ryan, because the thing is I'd like to step into, like I'm testing some e-commerce and I'd like to do some things that don't necessarily require, excuse me, my name and me creating content. So I want to play with that a little bit, um, you know, but it's like, I followed them all, you know, Russell Brunson, like all, all those guys, all the marketers, Frank Kern, all the, but I just, 
when when I see people that stop evolving and they're doing the same thing, it's like, eh, I, I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me too much, you know? So that was kind of an ambiguous non-answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. That's great stuff. I think that's filled with valuable resources that we can uh, certainly use and research on our own. And we'll be sure to include some links in your show notes page. Yeah, no problem. So I'm going to shift again. I'm going to ask you, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Oh, I love to win. <laughs> I've just, I think it's, you know, the, the, although, yeah, there is a competitive streak in me. Like my friends used to hate to play board games with me. I'm like, you guys, I'm really not that bad anymore. Um, well, it's just because I think you, if you go out to win, you know, it's cut, the best analogy I can give and, you know, nobody throw anything at the, at whatever you're listening to, but born and raised the Bay Area, diehard 49er fan. Let's ignore the nonsense that the team is right now, but I'll never forget. I think it was the, the um, Super Bowl and like, I'm a sixth generation born in the city, so I goes to tell you, but uh, the Super Bowl where they played the Bengals, I don't know, it was, you know, the team of the 80s, whatever, and and it was, they full out said the Bengals went out uh, not to lose, and the 49ers went out to win, and that just goes to show you, because you show up differently, so if you're going to, if your goal is to win, you're going to, you know, you're on the offense right away, if you're going out, you know, to lose, not to lose, your your mindset's shot out of the gate. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you're not bringing your A game if you're looking at uh, not losing, I think, right? Exactly. <laughs> For sure. Now, give our listeners something actionable. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? Well, if I could get a massage every day, that would be the first thing. But <laughs> since, <laughs> since Love them. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm like, I'll spend my friends and stuff. Like, I'll spend money on a massage or a piece of software or like a pair of jeans or a purse any day. But um, you know, it's the simple things really for me. Like I said, pool, um, walking the dogs, you know, having dinner with a friend. I just, I, I think because of what I do, I require a lot more time to myself as I've gotten a little bit older. So just quiet time is really good. Any time in nature, in the water, in the pool, whatever, you know, is, is, I don't, it just fills my soul. Kim, you run hot. We can tell you have a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy. So yeah, obviously we need, when we're running that hot, we need that time to wind down. Absolutely. Now boil this thing down for us. What is the one piece of advice you want to leave with our listeners today about just going forward and succeeding as an entrepreneur like you have? Just show up as yourself. I, I mean it, just show up. And here, I'll make this super quick, but like I had written a post one time called how fake it till you make it is ass backwards because the whole thing is you're going to connect more with your audience and build a better relationship with them. If you say, I had a crappy week, you guys, or <laughs> like, like my friend and I just did this. We're like, so we launched this thing and nobody bought, but we're breaking it down. There's no shame in that. You know, we went for it. And so if you show up as yourself, wherever you are, like I, people will tell me all the time, I don't know what to write about. I don't know what to create. I'm like, simply share what's going on. And don't worry about it. You are going to touch a nerve. You're going to connect with somebody. Your tribe will find you. And then you want to do all the pieces, but just show up, keep doing it. So many people get stuck in the planning and the strategy and the idea phase. It's like, stop planning, stop outlining, write the post, write the email, you know, record the episode, whatever it is you need to just, and, and then do it consistently. Absolutely. Put yourself out there. Love it. Now, if people want to learn more about you and your business and they want to listen to your podcast, the WordPress Chick Podcast, how can they find you, Kim? 
best place is my site, the WPChick.com, or if you type in, and it's the, if you type in the WordPressChick.com, it'll take you there too. Podcast is there, email list is there, content's there. I'm about to launch a new theme in a couple week, week or so, maybe here, but um, simplified even. Like, I, there's too many calls to action, and so, and it's you learn and you keep iterating. But the WPChick.com, best place. At most social media is actually my name, just Kim Doyle, all lowercase, D-O-Y-A-L. Uh, but you can connect with me through the site too. Awesome, Kim. Great energy today. Great conversation. Thank you for taking the time to join me on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. You too, Rob. Thanks for having me. Looking for more great audio content? Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy for a free audiobook download and access to a library of over 180,000 titles. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.